This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. No Hey, what's going on, y'all? It's another episode of Keeping It Real with Young Wayne. And today we got a special guest in the building. How special is she? Well, well, for a few reasons. <laughs> First of all, she's an author. Um, she's a manager. Um, she's a public speaker. Wow. Um, she's also my everything. Aww. Whoa. Wow. We have in the building my, I don't know, I don't know. My, hey, man. Shibbity Dobos. <laughs> Danella Lane. All right, all right. I'm not glad about Danella Lane. <laughs> Danella in her own lane. In her own lane. Like, mm-hmm. it's so crazy because this conversation, it could go so many different ways. <laughs> How you want to start this Well, way? what I want to start with first is, is, is you telling your story because, like, I think what you and your amazing daughters have pulled off. Like when I first, it's funny too. Like before ever meeting you, uh, seeing uh, uh, Danny and Dana, like do that call to like they had this viral videos like in 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 like in like they like, school uniforms, which like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, like so when you st- first started doing that, right? And that because that's where all this coming to L.A. and all this stuff happens from that. Was it just happenstance that y'all decided to make these videos and you posted it and it went viral? Yeah, no, that was a call, a cry out for help. That was a um, that was a call to Jesus moment because uh, I was going through a divorce. I had been married for 17 years and um, literally found myself just on the side of the bed, four kids, no money one income, just like not knowing. And so I was like, God, if this is going to be my story, I need fresh fire, fresh wind. Like you're going to have to show up. You're going to have to do something. And um, I remember just taking the girls to, well, rewind a little bit. That wasn't their first viral video. Their Mm. first viral video was uh, Dana was in kindergarten and Danny was in first grade. And your kids really pay attention to you. Like all the time. They really do. And uh, the last real argument that I had with their dad, he wanted the wedding ring back. And mm-hmm. I told him, yeah, I mean, listen, I'll give you this ring. I ain't going to give you. I'm not going to go back to you. Right. And so Dana, in turn, she goes to school and there's this little boy that likes her. And he's like, yo, mm-hmm. like, uh, I like you, but I like this fourth grader, too. So I'm going to go with the fourth grade. And he's in kindergarten. And she was like, uh, no, you're not like. How dare you, right? Me? Like, as, as good as I am, me? And so the next day he comes and he's like, well, I have this bracelet. Like, like, can I now persuade you to, to go with me? And she's like, I'll take your bracelet, but I won't take you. So mm. that was the first viral video. That landed them on uh, the 
the talk mm, and wow. uh, we were on the reel and Steve Harvey. <laughs> and then the next video, three months later, um, I'm just trying to find out what my place in life is. Right. I have this new new footing and like. Um, I'm just trying to figure out where where we're going to go. We had moved to Atlanta because we were staying in the suburbs and I was taking him to school, private school one day. And I was so frustrated in traffic. And Danny goes, Mom, like everybody just need to relax. I need to call Jesus like y'all just need to y'all need to get yourselves together. And they were going to a Christian school. And this is when I realized that the girls and I used to do Bible study at home together. And uh, I realized that they were taking in scripture and they were able to not just quote it, but have revelation and understanding. Mm. And uh, so I was like, wait, what do you say again? I was like, tell me again. And then that little one, she's like, listen, don't call Tyrone. You need to call Jesus. Tyrone can't help you. So then that video went like super viral. And that's what. Uh, kind of convinced and helped initiate our our move out here. <laughs> wow. wow, who's recording this? Me. Okay. Me. Okay. Right, but you know what's so funny is um, I'm just the mom. I didn't see like I could see like this little thing because Danny had already told me, "Yo, I'm gonna be famous. I'm gonna be on TV." And I was like, mm, "Everybody want to be famous." Right. Yeah, I'm gonna pray about it. She was like four. I'm gonna pray about it. And I was like, "All right." Four. Yeah. So she goes, she prays about it. Next year, she's like on TV. I was like, dang, girl, what kind of juice you got? <laughs> right to the front of the line. <laughs> like, really, really. Wow. Um, but yeah, and so that that's what kind of led us out here. Uh, still didn't really have a real idea of what to expect. Like, I didn't know there was a such thing as pilot season. <laughs> right. I didn't even know you needed headshots. I just knew my kids wanted to come. You know, and it's funny watching you talk about it now and like, First of all, like I, I gotta like make sure I stay out my smitten space, space of you, right? Because it's like you know, y'all gotta realize something. Because what, what most people understand with us, right? And we'll go more into everything, just because I don't want to forget this. But we met twice. Like the first time I met her, I, well, I didn't meet her. We just both had G wagons, and we were sitting next to each other. <laughs> I was getting tested for my my game show. Yeah. And they were getting tested, her daughters or the daughters on Keenan. Mm. And so I just happened to be looking over. There. I was kind of trying to get her to him, like, man, shorty fine. Right. I remember I'm being honest. That's exactly like, what you see, huh? That's exactly what I was thinking. But I was like <laughs> trying to like be, do something cool. The kids were the only ones that paid attention to me. She wasn't paying me no mind. She was just she was on her phone looking at stuff or whatever with a little feet up. That's so funny because I can remember your feet being up. Like just yeah. up, just like just sitting there casually in the yeah, truck. Yeah, kind of like a feet up right yeah. now. Yeah. She'd be chilling. But, but, but in the truck. <laughs> okay. Right? And so <laughs> she sitting like that because she had the white G-Wagon. It was just weird that we both had these G-Wagons literally parked next to each other. It, the only ones in the parking lot. The only mm. ones there. So we just sit and wait on our results. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> that's when it was like, you know, <laughs> that's when they was all wearing lab coats and everything had on. They're like, we'll yeah. be right out to you in a second. You wait in your car. It was like these very specific <laughs> instructions on how to take a COVID test. You know right. I mean? It was like, oh, damn, this is scary. Uh, but that was the first time I ever I saw her. And I was just like, damn, but she wouldn't pay me no mind at all. But I'm like, mm. damn, she's fine. I just left it to let it be. Like, all right, well, she'll be done, mm. But what's funny is, so... Um, when we came out of testing, his truck was to the left, mine was to the right. And my baby girl at the time said, ooh, mama, look, a black G-Wagon like yours. Y'all should get married. Like, black and white, black and white. Y'all wow. should get married, right? Wow. Like, your trucks, of right, course. Right, right, and I'm right, like, right. His, his window tint is dark and mine is dark, so I don't know who's in there. And, I'm, of course, I'm not really paying attention. I'm a manager, so I'm managing my kids. <laughs> I'm answering emails. <laughs> but, yeah, and so, like, she spoke that up 
and then fast forward months later. I think that's what was fascinating. I fell into a rabbit hole with you. You know, we we met again at Megan Good screening for Harlem. And, um, you know, I went up there and said something. And then she walked to me and said, man, thank you for, you know, mm-hmm. everything I said or whatever, whatever. And I just couldn't stop looking at you from that time. I'm like, who the fuck is this? Did you realize it was the same person? Not yet. Nope, not really. Mm. Nope. I ain't put that together. I just couldn't stop looking at her. Okay. And then I went to Megan's page and stalked Megan's page to find her. Like, right. who the fuck is Somebody got to post a picture somewhere. Yeah, got to be a tag somewhere. <laughs> and <laughs> I found that, and then, you know, I fell into a rap hole going through her Instagram like, who the fuck is this lady with these daughters? Like, she got these grown, like, these grown-ass kids hers. <laughs> How old is she? Like, you know, like, <laughs> I was thinking all this stuff, and I'm like, and I'm like, wow. It's like you just start seeing a story, and it wasn't until I saw you guys giving back is why well, I was so impressed by that, which is why I gave, they had, like, a goal, and I was like, all right, I'm going to just. Give them the goal. I'm going to meet the goal for them. <laughs> And not say nothing. Okay. That's what he did. Because <laughs> I really thought it was dope what I was doing. It wasn't even like, because sometimes when I tell this story, people thought I was doing it to get your attention. I really just like, you know, it's funny because me and you, we'll go to places now and people tell you about like how my Instagram lives and stuff. I was like, I was in a period where I was just like giving to stuff. Mm-hmm. Organizations and just randomly yeah. doing shit because I was, I liked the story of it. Yeah. Even at that point, bro, I was like. Like, I helped, like, a, a a mom move from her abusive husband. Like, I literally got them, On your I, life. We had shit. Yeah, I talked to him, and I really, yep. and I, I did everything that. and just and yep. made sure they were good. Yep. And so, so I was in that space anyway, right? It's like, all right. But then she hit me up, like, what did you do? Like, hey, um, did you just do that? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I think what y'all doing is dope. Like, we was... You know, I thought it was him trying to, like, that was his game. I was like, uh, mm-hmm. To this day, she thought that's what <laughs> To this day. But I was like, I put my intention, yo. I didn't think that. Like, who do, you know how crazy of a of a player move you got to do to know that? Like, I mean, yeah, I'm a late. People do that, though, real. People, people definitely do that, right. real. But you, but what? I'm your here who to tell do, you. Who the you, fuck would do that? Real, many people, bro. Many it's not people. that. Like, they'd be like, yeah, I'm going to give right, you Right, you know it's something near and dear uh, to me, and exactly. so you're trying to get my attention. Real. So you're going to, like, yes. and, and exceed it. <laughs> That's fucking insane. Uh, people do it every people day. People do that? Every day. Yeah. Real. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, you want a homeless shelter? I got you. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'll bring a pan of food. So Listen, so naive. You, yeah, so Fuck naive. You, nigga. <laughs> you would I'm not be surprised. Like I've had guys to try to get my attention just because they know I love Jesus in church. Mm, yep. be like I love Jesus too. Let me tell you this mm-hmm. scripture, and I'm like, well, where it come from? You know what I mean? Like they do just the the people will do anything to get your attention, and so, but that's not re- really like got my eye with you. It was really your love for God, and it wasn't just by your actions. I could really like feel your love and and I know it wasn't just an act you were doing this far before you But how did there. you know that was it when you saw me because you say you saw me playing the drums right to the gospel music yeah it was that but I mean I did my own little investigating hmm. you know what I mean Uh-oh. I went down your page I wanted to make sure there was no woman 
in the picture, right? I wanted to make sure there weren't any young children in the picture. Uh, wait. Uh, well, it was young children. No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> well, Harleman considered a young child. Like You mean super young? What's like, that? Like three. Three, uh, and three, under. three and under, you gotta know. Dayla gave me some type of little thing the other day. She said, if they under, uh, oh, wait, if they under five, that relationship's still alive. Oh, wow. And I that said, wait, the, what? That, You've that heard is, that? That is insane. If they're under five, the relationship so is not, still alive. That's so not true. Um, yeah. People don't believe it. Just like sometimes shibidi dobos happens. You know what I'm saying? Like it ain't no relationship. Well, yeah, but so anyway, I was doing all of that. But mm. what happened was, like, God has given me a really like stern gift of discernment, right? And not judgment, mm. discernment. And I, I do believe that God loves me so much that He's not willing to let my heart be broken just because of a like or just because, oh, I just like how you look, right? Like, like he, he loves me that much. I've been through enough that he's like, he wants to protect my heart. That's my prayer. And so what drew me was I could see your love for God and I could see your love for his people and you're willing to serve in that capacity. You know what I mean? It wasn't just you listening to gospel music. You got some demons that listen to gospel music. Mm-hmm. So, well, you know what's funny about us too? We were in a whole relationship before we ever met, um, saw each oh. other again. Hmm? What does that mean? Well, you remember what I said? I want to be with you. It was before you came to Atlanta. Like we didn't. Oh yeah. We, we didn't even. Yeah. I like Valentine's Day. I just made the decision. Like, yo, you want to be together? <laughs> like, I yeah. Be with nobody else. <laughs> yeah, I I think that's what kind of made it really unique and special. Was so we, we talked all the time. Because this thing about it too, what impressed me about her was. When I was about to do the table, first table read for Harold in a Purple Crayon, and you was like, before you do that, can I pray with you? And I was like, what? And then I was like, well, if we do that, then we got to do it together. You go first, I go second. Yeah. Um, and I remember hanging up the phone like, okay. <laughs> like this somebody, because I remember the, the, the woman I was previously dating before you, why I couldn't be in a relationship with her, I didn't feel like she can cover me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or she didn't have the same relationship I had with God. I'm like, I don't think I can do that. I need to find somebody that has at least we we can meet there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's and, a great place to meet. And then, too, <laughs> when we start leaving our voice, we if you think about it, we kind of had an Instagram dating story. Like, everything was DMs. Mm-hmm. So then we started leaving voice memos in the, in the DMs. Voice memos. Yeah. Voice memos, yeah. Like, like, I could hear a little country voice. <laughs> And I love it was Wait sweet. She got a country voice. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's what I said. And so I'm hearing this, and I'm like, oh shit. And I love hearing her talk, but we was leaving these voicemen, but she was talking nigga shit with me. Yeah. Huh? And that's what I was like, my nigga. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was like, oh damn. Because it, it's easy to put you in a box of like if you look at everything you're doing, like, oh she just holy it and thou and all that. It's like man, we was just talking like. You know what I'm saying? Like, I th- it was one of the reasons why I think me and your pops got along right away, because her dad, like, he an old school black man. Like, when we pulled up to the house, that nigga had a cigarette in his mouth. Yeah. Like, he was waiting the whole time smoking a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, Lord. <laughs> but but I love that, right? And then we, like, took a ride and rode around, and he was showing me everything, just telling me stuff. And it was, like, right away, because even still, we would talk about it to this day, you'd be like, damn. Like, no, we got along, yeah. like, perfectly fine. Like, I would hang out with her father for hours. <laughs> he my type of old black man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm a young old black man. Like we literally pulled up with one of her uncles, and he was laying down track. I love old black men for the south. They just go, "Yeah, you going to the wedding thing? Yeah, I'll be there later." 
And it was just, <laughs> it was pulled off. And so like, I'm just saying, it was, it was all these things, like when we started talking, and that's why by the time we met in Atlanta, uh, which is so crazy, I just bought that damn Lexus, the old school Lexus. Mm. Uh, Judah hates that car. We all hate that car. Okay. Damn. That that car hates that car. Yeah. That it car. won't even start. That's how much that car hates that car. <laughs> Damn, the car don't start, bro. Damn. Damn. Waste. What a waste. Anyway. Oh, sorry. The cool-ass old-school car about that none of y'all understand because y'all not cool like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's literally the same car that Jay-Z drove in one it. of his videos. Yeah. Imagine That's all I'm saying. It's fucking... It's, it's a, a cool car. It's a cool car. Silver BBSs. Shubity dobos. Don't worry. Anyway, go ahead. Sure. What I liked about that was, like, we first hung out, and I remember coming to the lobby. You was talking about my little walk or whatever. <laughs> but I liked the fact I like pulled up, you know, took an Alexis, <laughs> sounds bumping, and she ain't mind it. It wasn't a big deal. So I remember it's weird because I remember dating this girl who's like, you you play your music that loud? Yes, nigga, I'm from the hood. <laughs> I like it. And you so like we, and she didn't man, she was with it. I'm like, yes, yes. Yes, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I don't have to hide that side of me because mm-hmm. she for the shit. Yeah. Even we went to. I took her to like you know Boogaloo. Like we went to like. Yeah, I went to Boogaloo. Yeah. You got to remember now. I'm from Atlanta, technically. I'm from Mississippi, but I lived in Atlanta for 17 years. He was just taking me to places he liked, but I already knew these places. Oh, you I've been only, there for 17 years. Y'all like, was out there eating them 50 cent crab legs. Hey, on that damn swing. We was on the swing. <laughs> Y'all on that swing together? What the hell did you, what song did you mess up? Uh, pressure. So the girl that was sitting next to me, she was singing, and I thought she was saying Precious. So I turned around and I started singing it to him, and I'm like, Precious? He said, babe, no, that is not what they saying. <laughs> and she was singing a shit out of Precious. <laughs> precious? I'm like, babe, no, it's, pres- it's Pressure. <laughs> you saying Precious? That's what you thought the song was the whole time? Yeah. <laughs> Precious, she was like precious, no, and she was singing the shit out of her. I had to stop it. Like Monique uh, had made a song. She funny. Precious, it's called it's pressure, baby. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, but it's one of those things where, like, you know, I, I'm more or less impressed with her because, mm-hmm. you know, first of all, she go on live every single morning, every morning with the, with this Bible class she does, right there. which is crazy. Which is also interesting too. You came out here, yeah, to support the babies, <laughs> yeah, their dream, yeah. You know, they end up on Keenan. Mm-hmm. Which which was on uh, NBC, and that was a big deal. Where like, it's not a lot of time where the sisters actually play sisters. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Which was crazy as heck. Uh, which was dope as fuck. But then like now you're walking into your own realm of things. Like, yeah. What does that feel like now? Like, cause now you walking into your own your own stardom to me. Like your own everything. My own lane. <laughs> there Dang, you go. You brand mess out of her. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. Thank you. Um, it's it's interesting because it's a a where between. If I'm honest, it's scary, mm-hmm. but it's so exciting. Mm-hmm. It's it's so exciting because, you know, up until this point, I've done everything for everybody else. I've always been, you know, that cheerleader in the background, champion everybody else. And, um, you know, even with the career change, because when I was in Atlanta, I owned my own hair salon. I was corporate America and owned a hair salon. And then the career change was, hey, okay, we're going to come out and we're going to deep dive into film and TV. And then God literally threw a curveball and shifted me. And I didn't even see this one coming. Right. There is a call for ministry and it's called classes in session. And although some people view it as a Bible class, it's really just an 
open table to help people get a seat at the table or build your own table, right? You don't have to wait for someone to give you a seat. You can build your own thing, right? And uh, it was birthed out of just wanting to be more disciplined in life, right? And it was like, yo, God, I'm, I feel stuck, right? Uh, the girls aren't, the show was canceled, unfortunately, so the girls weren't working and we were just kind of finding our bearing again. And it's like, yo, you're re reinventing me like right now in the middle of this, like mm. in Hollywood, my God, what's up? Right. And um, so in that cry, he was like, well, get on live every day. I was like, well, that's ridiculous. Why would I do that? And it's only three people showing up. You know mm. what I mean? Like what what's happening? And so um, but God was teaching me discipline, but he was also using it as an opportunity to birth this new, beautiful place that I'm in. And it's scary because I have no idea what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I don't feel adequate. Mm. Right. I don't think anybody feels adequate, you know, when, when they're doing something that, you know, they, they're not really familiar with. Like, um, but it's exciting because I know that I'm not leaning on my own and I'm doing something for myself. Right. I don't have to worry about if you want to get up in the morning and do it with me. You know what I mean? Like I can count on myself. I can hold myself accountable. And um, it's 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 doing crazy. Like I'm traveling all over the place. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's yeah, fun. You're doing you. Yeah. That's, that's the key, you know. Yeah. You may, like you say, it's scary. It's like a little nerves when you when you're really good at something. You still get nerves, yeah. but once you get in it, you're in it, right? Yeah. So you're going five days a week or seven? Five days a week. Okay. Um, and it's like eight a.m. on the West Coast, and it's it's fun. It's beautiful. I bring in guests. Like mm -hmm. this week, I had um, a pastor friend of mine that's really near and dear to my heart, and uh, like I've had uh, the credit queen there. She's helped. Like the I call them my cousins. She's helped with credit. Uh, next week I have a guest, and it's maybe is the mental health awareness month, and uh, he is a survival of suicide, and so he's going to come and talk to us about it. Wow. And so it's like again, it's a table where we can just talk about like real life issues. It has biblical principle, but it doesn't discount anybody out. You know what I mean? Like right. sometimes religion can tell me I got tattoos, so mm, yep, God ain't gonna like that. Oh, you wearing that? Mm, God ain't gonna like that. Oh, you've had this type of addiction. Oh, God, ain't gonna get, he ain't going to be down with that. You've been divorced. And so what it does is it feels like it gives people who feel like they uh, were the black sheep. Mm -hmm. like, like it's a table for us. We welcome. And, that's, and we just, we showing up. It's so beautiful that you, I mean, like, I think that's what makes it dope when you're doing that is, you know, it's, it's changing people's lives. Like we've, we've talked about this. It's transforming. We're watching it transform yeah. people. And there's people that's walked up to me or you, like, oh, I love her class. I want you to do that. I think that's what's so amazing about you, too. It's, it's very, um, I think this is what's really interesting about being with you. I, you know, like, you're, like, phenomenal. I'm a phenomenal person. Like, you just, like, you know, I, you know, I don't even know where I would be in my life right now without you type of thing. Are we crying on this episode? Yes. So that's really sweet. <laughs> no, but it's to honest God truth, you know, and, and I've said this to you anyway, but, you know, um, you're phenomenal. Like April's known me for a while. She's seen me run these streets. Yeah. And so, you know, I've, you know, she be doubles, you know. That's, that's interesting. Has a different aura. Like, you glow. Aww. Yeah, you really do. 
So we're crying on this episode. <laughs> Thank you. I guess we you know, it's funny. I On the way over, I've been reading this book for like the last couple of months. I, I, I have it on repeat. It's called The Mastery of Self. And in chapter 10, it talks about how relationships are mirrors, right? And often what you like about a person or what you don't like about a person is really something that you internally are dealing with. And so when you say things like that, um, it's because you see the best part of you. It's not that you're just saying that I'm this phenomenal person. Truly, you are a phenomenal person. And it took you recognizing that even subconsciously and 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 like even if you don't know that you're saying it out loud, like something inside of you knows that you're a phenomenal person. You wouldn't have been able to attract me and vice versa. I wouldn't have mm-hmm. been able to attract you. Yeah, he's not going to say he's phenomenal. He is, though. Yeah. Mm. And like yes. even what you're talking about, how you are on live and you are changing people's lives on your live. Yeah. And now she's taking that, taking that at the helm and making it her own in her own lane well, and she, doing it because she, it was already meant for her. She's, which is when you do things with good intention, that's just what it is. I think that's why, you know, just even us blending our families together is weird because if I think about it, the children got along quicker Probably than we thought. Like when we first took them to the the two, so I met with her oldest first. I was so nervous. So you met with them. We went to catch her dinner, uh, Dale and Dela, mm-hmm. and we sat with them. And yeah, you was nervous. I she was, nervous. She was super nervous because she was like over explaining each other to each other. It was like, all right, Jesus Christ, well, you know we sitting here because she will narrate everybody. Don't you start that. So <laughs> like they're not sitting there. It's just the funniest thing. And so, but but that was nice. But then with the youngest, we brought all them together and took. Oh, I guess we all went to catch. Catch is my spot. So I say you catch again. Huh? And I think they all were nervous. Yeah. Hmm. But then, like, they just hit it off. And they're around the same age, right? Yeah. The youngest. But they, it was just like you know, even now we just had them. Everybody was here uh, for Dana's birthday. Try not to call her Rusty because she ain't gonna like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and that even just watching that, like, wow, like they really extremely, like, get along, which made it make sense for me and you to be honest. Which I'm like, if they getting along like that, yeah, because even in Hawaii, you know what I'm saying? Like, they just. Well, I think for them, they want the best for their parents. They love us and they want us to be happy, right? And I know for my girls, whatever cost that is, right, um, they, they think you're super dope. First of all, Mm-mm. my kids fanned out when they found out. Mama, wait, what's what's his name? What's the character from Bird Box? Uh, Charlie. Mama, you on the phone with Charlie? I was like, who? Charlie. <laughs> Charlie. He is the savior. He saved, like, his friends. Mama, oh, my gosh, right? And literally they ran up the hall and ran upstairs and screaming back and forth. And I was like, y'all are like bogus, like what in the world? But they were fanning. And for the longest, they would not even talk to you. You were like, what's up? And they'd be like, mm, run, right? So funny. I thought you were going to say Uncle Drew. You no, said Bird Box. No, no they have no. Bird Box. <laughs> yeah, my, my kids are, Yeah, they're weird and for all the right reasons. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, you know, it's the, the, the kids weren't the, the, the big thing it was it was him and so but they at their core my oldest said mama listen um yo youngest about to be a teenager 
ain't nobody going to want food with you in a little bit. Like, your kids are going to want to do their own thing. You need to go and find your your life partner. You need to go and find your happiness. And I was like, you ain't got to be in a person. She was like, no, 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 no. But once you find your happiness, you know the person will come or whatever. And I was like, oh, okay. And so they can see that I'm happy. They can see that I'm excited. They can see that I'm taken care of, that my heart is being taken care of, right? And because of that, like, they can relax. Mm. And, of course, then they love Brittany and Judah and Harlem and they already are like, oh, no, those are my little siblings or that's that's those are my siblings. Right. Uh, because we do family well. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and, and same with his kids. And so, yeah, it's it's a beautiful synergy and energy. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Yeah, it's interesting because, like, bringing when I brought her to Chicago the first time to meet, you know, my aunties, uncles, and everything, it was just like right away. It was funny too because you know my family would break out and sing. Wait, where y'all go, Hamada? We we get to Hamada, so you know they got a second location. Seriously, Hamada, Japan. Which one did y'all go to? It's a second location. Where? Out there. They Our literally family? built another. Yeah, they built another location. I need to know about that. Me and Matt went. I damn it, rented it out. For next to nothing for me and my family. When we went, it was just us there. Yeah. Is it a private one or something? No, they had just literally opened. Me and Matt, I was like, yo, this is perfect to bring everybody here. Yeah. Because sure. me and Matt went for lunch. Like, oh shit, we got and all Hamada really Japan. Tell me, he was like, we're gonna have dinner with my family because I do Tuesday family dinner with me and my girls, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's a thing. And so he was like, oh, we're going to have Tuesday family dinner with, with my family, right? And so I'm thinking like three full people, right? <laughs> Y'all, oh, no, we no, no. pull up and it's like Dude, we a had like host three, of people We had like three tables, didn't we? Right. It's some people on the outside. I'm like, this can't be his family. You know what I mean? So I'm just walking by. He was like, oh, what's up, y'all? Oh, hey, Angie. Hey, and I was like, wait a minute. You know I'm Wait a minute. This is your family. So I got good with that. It was about six people at first. And I was like, okay, you know, yeah. three, six, not that far apart. They on, right? they on the way. <laughs> My guy. When I say they on the way, it was like it was, 30 of them. 30 at least. Yeah, but it was the most... <laughs> I had to argue with my Uncle Marshall about who paid. Like, he's still bringing up to this day about me paying for every day. He's like, uh-huh. hey, Doc, you know, uh, I could have helped. <laughs> he keep bringing this shit up like, dude, it's okay. I took care of it. Yeah, Doc, I mean, you know. My Uncle Marshall. could have helped. Man. He want to help, man. It's like, nigga, I got it. You, you've done this for years. Oh, yeah. It's literally okay. Yeah, I know. Because you know old niggas will grab you by your neck and <laughs> squeeze it. But you know I could have, you know, I was prepared to. 
Say, man, would you leave it alone? All right, go ahead, babe. I'm sorry. No, but I could, <laughs> in that moment, that's really funny. But I could tell why he um, is the way he is. You know, his heart, his servitude, his gratitude, just like his patience and his, like, he's so inclusive. He always wants everyone to have, like, a seat at the table. He's like, yo, I ain't get on just to be on myself. Like, you you, you got something you working on? Come on, let's do it, right? Mm-hmm. Because his family is like that. I mean, we went to family dinner, and I think it was somebody's graduation, but we um, we celebrated birthdays, anniversaries, <laughs> like, graduation, everything, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, um, that just one dinner. It really, it really was dinner. that. Like, that was funny. <laughs> Literally. But but what I love the most is they made me feel like I was always a part of the family. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel separated, singled out, like everybody. Like me and Anjini literally text all the time. Oh wow. Like like that's my BFF. <laughs> yeah. And on Josephine. Like, <laughs> like, like like they're amazing. I love his family. Uh, but it really speaks to who he is. Mm-hmm. Well that's what's crazy when I went to Mississippi to see your family and I like hit it off with them right away. It wasn't like it was very interesting. Like once again, your dad turned into one of my favorite people. He's a man, he's so fucking funny. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, he, I mean, he was so honest. I'm like, damn, all right. This is our first time hanging out. You telling me all this shit? Damn, but but, but, I, but I love that about him, though. I was like, damn, all right. Uh, you know, I, I think it's one of those things. Even, even with your mom, your mom was just so sweet and just like, you know, she, almost like she was like, why you ain't spending night here? I'm like, oh, she's mad. <laughs> oh, yeah. He tried and to I stay at the house. hotel. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I don't What? What hotel? You getting Terry in Mississippi. Mean? So you be in this room. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then he, yeah, Danella, why didn't we stay back? I was like, oh my, oh my God, right? I know you didn't. Um, but no, they absolutely love him too, right? And and my dad, my dad is a real Southern black man and mm. he don't play by his baby. Mm. And that's one thing for sure, two things for certain. Mm. And uh, But he always has, re- he, he loves real. He has really good accolades and really good thoughts and conversation about him and he feels that uh, I'm with the best, mm. right? He's experienced me for 40 years at this point in marriage and breakup and, you know, relationship. And he's like, all right, if I got to go today, I'm good with it, right? I know right. that I'm leaving my baby in good hands. That's amazing. Yeah, so, I mean, that has to be a, a great feeling for a dad. I don't know. I'm not a dad. Yeah, I mean, I am. And yeah. it's it's so crazy because, you know, with her, I already had Britney, right? Mm-hmm. And now it's almost, you, when you almost inherited almost four, four other daughters, it's like the protection part of it. It's like enhanced, like, oh, fuck. Who is this <laughs> nigga? Who is this? Who? Ah, it's like I'm even more aware now, like, uh, <sighs> You know what I mean? And it drives them nuts because I have a 21 and 20-year-old, and they live in their best life, baby. L.A. is their playground. You hear me? Like, like I got one, hot girl Dayla, and it's like. Hot girl Dayla. Hot girl Dayla. Oh, my wow. gosh. Like, Dayla, come on. Which, where, where you at today? She's like, don't worry about it, sweetheart. Don't worry about it. I'm like, okay. But it drives them nuts. And I'm just like, listen, when you pray about, you know, God's covering and protecting, you got to leave it. At that, you know, he, but some shit is just dad <laughs> shit. Like it's just it, 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 which is nothing wrong with it. I think that's once again that's why I get along with your pops because I get it. Like it, it is something that's like, you know, if it's if you know you you know what type of guy they talking to. Like oh, I know what type of nigga this is. But they gonna do it anyway. They is, I, and I'm not I'm not in a place where I'm gonna try to stop it because I'm not gonna do that either. 
I just recognize what the hell is going on. Like I've one of my favorite scenes in movie history is Bad Boys Two, mm-hmm. when a little oh, boy show up at the doorstep. And Martin will go to fuck it. It don't even look like they wrote that shit. That little boy looked scared for real. Like, not as an actor. It looked like, damn, he didn't know they was going to say all that shit to him. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> the funniest thing in the world. Because it's like, but that's like how most of us think. Like, hey, fam, I hear you. Cool, that's what it is. Like, I already know in my head. Like, you know, Brittany recently just told me she got a boyfriend. Huh? Yeah, she she finally said it to me. Brittany. What? Yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, and she was like, wow. Dad, it's uncomfortable talking to you about it. I'm like, but look, don't be, man. Like, <laughs> I don't care like that. Like, fam, why wouldn't you? You're, you're a pretty girl. You're stylish. She be the devils. And I'm like, let's just show me a picture of the boy. <laughs> and it looked goofy-ass little nigga. Like, I mean, look, I'm sorry. I know I said Right. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> but you know what's weird? He looked so goofy that I was okay with it. She showed me, I guess, his best picture. I'm like, this nigga? <laughs> oh, that's fine. Real, what are you, 13, 14 No, but did you old? see a little cat, like a cat posing too hard or something? It's like, fuck, who is this dude? He was just like, this the picture you going to show me? <laughs> That's his best picture. Like, right. It's like when I told you that Dale, <laughs> my oldest hat, she lived with her boyfriend, right? They had moved out. Yeah. And he was like, your daughter? I was like, yeah. He was like, they live together. I was like, yeah. He was like, mm, you know, people do different things. They do it their own way. I was like... When you meet Reed, you'll understand. He is not a threat. I love Reed. and Every boy is a threat, but Reed is a good guy. <laughs> Every boy is a threat. What does that mean? What Reed? does that mean? What the hell I just said? Well, I know. Can you, can you elaborate, please? Exactly what I said. A young, a young guy, they, don't, they still trying to figure shit out. Oh. But, but, but let me say this. I like Reed a lot. Reed is, Reed is a part of their whole thing. I remember one of the first pictures I ever saw on Instagram, Reed was on that. Like, is that your son? Or this nigga posing with y'all? <laughs> Who this extra nigga? Yeah. How, long, so, how long Reed been around? Reed been around a Since we moved here, I'll they met um, when we first moved here, and then they kind of like reconnected during a protest, Black Lives Matter protest. Reed seemed he like he'd be in the protest. He was leading the protest. The protest. <laughs> Reed is the protest. Reed, Reed made a writer's strike song. <laughs> yeah, he did. Like literally. Oh, wow. He made his own writer's strike song that nobody was saying with him, which is him. It's was, it was really funny, but it's like, damn, nigga, what did you. He was doing that shit all night. I mean, but Reed, that's all I like. I like Reed. One thing I love about your daughters, and especially Dayelle even more, is that. I, I remember, like, you know, I think I talked about this recently about, you know, Harlem is on the spectrum, you know, mm-hmm. art, artistic. And one of the things Dale did was just lay on the floor with him one day, right? Just was in his world. And when she explained it that way, it it made me, I mean, it was that. And also with, when Dana started understanding that he, he was good at sign language. Yeah. Huh. You know, I'm like, oh, shit. Harlem can't communicate well. He just he's done it through sign, and I'm like, oh shit! Like it was just crazy, which is what yeah. I th- I think that's what I love about your kids or well, kids in general, man. Like she was just like I just she was just in his world, yeah. And from that point on, I started doing that instead of trying to get him to convert to our whatever our shit is, yeah. And just sit in his shit, huh. and it just made things easier. Yeah. Actually, it's like oh. Well, you learn. I love that about her. When she did that, it was just it was a, such a breakthrough moment for me. Hmm. Kids are very like 
they are the leaders. And a lot of times we think as adults that we have it all together and we know more. But I'm telling you, some kids know about AI. Do you know what AI is? Like, are you fluent in it? Like, like they are are just like really savvy with our future and with where we are now. Yeah, we know history, but can I tell you, your kids really ain't using pencil and paper at school anymore. They're using iPads. And so you're trying to teach them old antiquated things. And them kids like, man, right? We don't need that. But I'm saying that to say is that you can learn a lot from kids emotionally. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like physically, like they will get you together and they are really, really good when it comes to learning other kids. And uh, yeah, like the girls are fluent in sign language and I don't know why they just started doing it with Harlem. But I mean, it really taught me that you don't have to force your children to do what you want. You don't have to domesticate them and make little mini yous, right? Give them a chance, right? Like Harlem has a beautiful world that we're missing out on because we want to pull him into our world mm. instead of just getting into his, mm. right? I, I like the fact that he don't want to talk to y'all if he don't want to talk to y'all. Like, me mm. too, my God. Like, right. I don't want to talk to y'all sometimes, yeah, right? Um, but that's the beautiful thing about children. And the beautiful thing about, you know, Brittany and Ju- Judah, <laughs> like, if I could hand paint the perfect son. <laughs> Judah is just like perfect. And being a Capricorn, his birthday January 5th, he's amazing. Listen, I know those people. Uh, so you get the same birthday. Dayla is a Capricorn. Really? Yeah, same birthday, January 5th. Yep. Great, great guy. Great guy. Shout out to I you. bet you can't make fried rice like Judah. I'm not, I'm not going to say he I can't. He made, <laughs> the, he made fried rice. He made, and that's your favorite meal. So I bought one of those like yolk things. Uh-uh, a walk. A walk. A long time ago. Thank you. What I used it was, it was my crab leg pot to watch Last Dance. What? Yeah. So when I was making crab legs watching Last Dance, I would eat out that pot. That was my crab leg pot. <laughs> okay. But Judah actually used it correctly. He made fried rice in there. Have you been to the China Buffet? Yes, oh, yeah. my gosh. We all have been. He said, yes, yeah. And my kids are hype about it. Huh? Mr. Real going to the China Buffet? We want to go to the China Buffet? <laughs> he done made it a thing, like a field trip. First of all, that's so country to say China Buffet. <laughs> Chinese Buffet. But <laughs> no, Sorry. We pronounced your place the wrong. China Buffet? The Chinese Buffet. You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it's a great fucking spot. Like, it's like. Okay. What he doesn't know is that's my dad's favorite food, too. Of like, course. Mm, like of course literally. And so, when he, when he t- took the the girls, they was like, oh, yeah, we really like him. Like, he like Pawpaw. <laughs> you Pawpaw. <laughs> real, you Pawpaw. <laughs> Hell no, real Pawpaw. Yeah, but... um, Chinese buffet. That's so funny. She's so from Mississippi. Like, that, like, when I went to the city, their whole, their whole family, like, it's their, their family basically living in that, that city. Yeah. It's like they, he was telling me, this is the church the grandfather built, and they went over there, and then they got over here, and then they... I was like, what are you talking? So all y'all live here? Yeah. All this land? Yeah. Like, they have so much land in Terry, Mississippi. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Mm. That's what you call black generational wealth. Nice. That they don't talk about, though, actually. Yeah. Like, it's very interesting, which is like, I don't know. Like, when you told me that one day, I'm like, what? What land? All, and then when your dad took me around, like, y'all, y'all own all this shit? <laughs> Pastures. Let's build a studio or something here. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what are we doing? Let's get this tech, uh, you know what I mean? Let's get it cracking. Because I'm like, it's like hella land. And yeah. it's interesting because, I mean, you talk about this all the time, or most recently, you're like, damn, we should really fuck with this shit and build shit on it. But then when it's almost tough changing old mentality. 
<laughs> like just happy to have the land, but like you have to benefit from this shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, I think too, that's where we're just like not mis uh educated, but undereducated in. It's like my family just saw it as I grew up on a farm. And so and yes, I mean, it was very lucrative and we have cows and horses and all all that, right? But to think of doing something outside of farming with it, someone would really have to educate them in that area and I mean, it's like old people, they kind of stuck in their ways. Mm-hmm. My daddy, like, you build something on this outside of that, take you out of it. And I was like, okay. Wow. Yeah. But it's farming. Still. Dude, it's it's hella land, though, fam. Wow. Like, it's like. It's roughly about 10,000 acres. 10,000 acres? Yeah. We're building studio, man. No, no, no. Give or take. It may be fam. a little more. On like, that one side. At some point, I mean, me and You're her looking like about that. This. That's, that's, I grew it's, up there. So for me, that's not a lot. It, it's, when I saw it, like maybe and once again he was your dad was taking me around. I'm just like, yo, like like we could make millions, yeah, year round. <laughs> so what what are y'all flying to Jackson? Mm-hmm. So how far yeah. is Jackson from Terry? About 35, 40 minutes. Oh, that ain't nothing. It ain't that far at all. And then it's like, first of all, it's like. Well, that's because there's no traffic. No, no but that's, thing. Well, yeah, you that's know, perfect. You know, I do car services everywhere. So we literally get the same exact driver because it's only like one or two. <laughs> yeah, one car. <laughs> services out there. Seriously. So it's like literally, you go to, it's, the, it's literally the same lady every time. Yeah. She's so, so sweet. We just need to build some hotels and build some um, studios. Oh, I would, I must say, Will, <laughs> if, if anything, me and her talked about this. Is 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 a, maybe like a, a studio, but like you could put everything. Like you almost got to do what Tyler Perry did, where he put living spaces mm. on his studio and all that, so everybody stay in that bubble. Mm. Yeah. So what we have done traditionally um, <laughs> is that we set up an inheritance for our children. So what would be the birthright of my children would be to deed off their section of what they have. Um, and then, you know, they can do whatever they want to, which is how I, you know, got mine and my sister got her land. And so whatever I want to do with it, there still will be a portion of it that's dated to my children. Well, that's what I'm saying. By doing that, also giving everybody, everybody has power in that, in that production coming to the yeah. studio. Like they all have ownership of it. So I don't know, man. Yeah, but it's also a way that we've taught um, generational wealth, right? Because one thing my daddy say is that one thing they ain't gonna build more of than Illinois land. So if you can like obtain anything, your wealth will come in land, right? And so that's like something that's really stuck with me. And so wherever I go, like even in Atlanta, I'm like trying to figure out how can I, you know, acquire and own like land. You can own these buildings, but I want the land because what a lot of people don't know is when you live in subdivisions, like you may own your house, but that little plot of land that you're on still Mm -hmm. is sanctioned to like whatever county and it's not really yours. Especially when you live in one of those uh, neighborhoods where all the houses are the same. Like if you were to your house was to catch on fire and you rebuild, you have to rebuild just how they that house was, right? Mm. Because you're not a true owner right, of that. Right, right, right. And so I'm, I want to teach my children like financial literacy and what wealth actually looks like. And so it started with me with land with my family. Incredible, mm. incredible, man. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things we talk about all the time. I think I said this to you. One of the things I want to set up this summer is just you know I'm like Shar or my business manager or whatever. Just come talk to them about all that shit. So they just had to be very knowledgeable of all, like, all the financial things. Yeah. 
Um, which, you know, that's one of the things I think I love about you and I love about what we're trying to do is build that together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, which is based off these very intelligent children. I mean, and I'll say this to you real quick. I think that's one of the things I love about you as a mom. I think you're an amazing mother based off you make, they're all very comfortable talking to you about stuff. Yeah. You know, and that's, and a lot of times that didn't exist for a lot of us growing up. We couldn't mm-hmm. talk to our parents nope. about certain shit. I think y'all both do that, which our kids give, give them all the voice, yeah. their own voice. Yeah. And you hear them out and you, you know. You're, y'all both are open to learning from them as well. So I learned that from y'all. So that's yeah. dope. Yeah, because your baby is coming up. And so you'll yeah. have to learn and instill. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I didn't have a opportunity. Like my parents were traditional black parents. My mom owned and operated a salon, so I really had limited time with her. My dad did most of the raising, right? And he was military. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, So um, it wasn't, I I grew up where that kids are to be seen and not really heard. And what I took from that is I wanted to raise girls that were empowered to speak their mind without me feeling like it was disrespectful. Because just because my child has a voice and she has an opinion doesn't mean she's being disrespectful, right? Like if she asks a question, well, why are we doing that? A lot of times if I had to ask that question, it's like, you don't ask me, you yeah. know, me that question. And, you, and kids right, play. right. But truly, we want them to have a voice when they become adults, right? And when they are entering into this world, we have to teach them that at home. And if we take all of it as disrespect or you being out of a child's place, then we're now like cutting off their ability to communicate. Yeah. And you do that really well with your children, like because you're a great communicator. That's one thing. Excuse me that I really loved about you, the more that we started to talk, right? And as I was peeling back layers, or we both were peeling back layers, and I was getting to know you, I was like, wow, he's a dope communicator. Like, therapy has helped him. And I remember him telling me, like, April really, like, introduced me to therapy, and was like, I was like, dang, I want to really hug April. Like, mm. I cannot wait, because I had never up until I met Rail, met a man that was so open with his emotions and was a great communicator. I don't like that. I like that. Mm, yeah, but no. You know what I mean? Like, conversation was, I, I don't know what your dating life is like, but, like, it's slim to none, like, to get a, a real conversation. It's like, why, W-Y-D. I used to hate that until you started doing it. It's like, is that as far as this conversation is going? What are you doing, like, that's all you can offer, but you were a great communicator, but also you taught me how to like not just be a follower and just be so um, one day um, because I, if I can, one day uh, because I was in a marriage for 17 years and I grew up in the South and it's a very you're not going to fix his plate. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, you you not going to wait until he get home to eat, you know, one of those kind of places. Um, <clears throat> I was taught that the man is literally the head and that's your leader, right? And so I remember saying to you one day, I was like, it's cool. You could be the leader. And he said, babe, I don't want to be your leader. Man, that felt like a thousand knives. Hmm. I was like, what? You are breaking down my domestication. I don't know what that means. I don't know what to do with that. What do you mean you don't want to be my leader? Are you you taking away the responsibility and accountability of being, you know, a man? And he was like, no, I want to be your partner. Hmm. 
Okay, so he knows. I'll hang up the phone, and I'm going to sit with it. The next morning, I'm going to think about it. And when I, when I thought about it, and I had a conversation the next morning, I was like, yo, my guy's like, I want to empower you, right? I want to give you your own voice. You don't have to walk under my, like, shadow. You don't have to fall behind me. Like, you fall, we are in this together. And I had never heard that, seen that. And I was like, I like like <laughs> like like I can I can buy into this. I can trust him because he's not trying to control me. He's not trying to control the way our life will go, you know, once we do this thing together, but he wants to partner with me on it. Mm. And um yeah, like that's really dope and I I really appreciate that because that actually fed into me being able to step out and do this thing called classes in session and be bold about it, right? Because I don't have to conform, right? And I, I know that I have a partner that will support me and not, you know, feel some kind of way because it's, it's you know, doing numbers and yeah. being excited, You're right? Not, y'all not in Yeah, we're not in competition. Yep. I mean, that's one of the things, and I mean, where we at? Probably wrap this up. But it, it's... Well, I'll say this real quick. I, like April, while you're here, I give you tremendous props for <laughs> you know when when people are patient with you. Yeah. And you know, none of us are perfect. Yeah. But you know, April's a huge part of me wanting to better myself. Yeah. You know, like she was there when I was on those stairs, fucking. Ball and I ain't know what the fuck was wrong with me. Huh. You know, and it's like, all right, I gotta figure this shit out because that's why I get Dr. Shamina so much love. Like, I I, lo- I don't know how people switch therapists. <laughs> like, I I remember when we was looking at it, I was like, her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, you know, but it is these things, like, I don't think I would have ever met you if I didn't have those moments or, or, yeah. or decided to take care of myself that way. Um, but that's a big that's a big part of April. Just casually like, dude, you need therapy. Yeah. And you know what's crazy about Dr. Shamina? I don't know if she's ever told you this, but at first she told me she wasn't taking clients. Mm. Like I pressed her about it. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Thank you, April. Thank you, April. Oh. You 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 help <laughs> equip him for me. <laughs> and that's crazy now, because me and Dr. Shamina like this. Yeah. At first she wasn't, and I was like, "Would you make an exception for this person?" And she was like, "Well, okay." Aww. It's so funny. One of our last sessions, she was just like, "Real, you're my, you're like, you're one of the smartest people I've ever met." Real, <laughs> like, it's so funny. That's it's weird. What therapy is because I know I, the way we talk now is almost like friends, and then in the way where I have to shut the fuck up and let her finish because I'm like, "Dang, you're right, fuck," or she know how to unpack something I can't break, and it's like she's like, "Well, I'm on this side, real." Yeah. You're going through it. I'm on this side, so I can do that. But you're so smart, and you're so, like, you're one of my favorite clients. Huh. Because you kind of can see where you're, like, helping them, which is interesting. They still human. They ain't, like, superhuman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, where, like, damn, your breakthroughs, your thoughts. It's like, oh, I ain't see it that way. But sometimes we'll be cracking. We'll crack up because I'll just go on one of these funny-ass tangents, and she'll be dying laughing. You know, but that's where we at. Like, I'm like, all right. That's dope. <laughs> it's really good. Uh, so look, babe. Yes. Thank you for coming on to the show. 
Thank you for having me. Thank uh, you, Wayne. You're amazing. Thank, Thank you, April. You're, you're so Thank dope. You. Yeah, it, this was a great cut. This is a great episode. You know, I think this one gives me energy like when we had Tabitha here, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tabitha's dope. She's amazing. But you but you are too, babe. You Thank really you. are. You're so you're so smart and just you know, the way you explain things, that's why you touch so many people and it's gonna get even crazier. You know what I'm saying? So I love you. I love you too. All right, y'all. That's been an episode of Keeping It Real with Young Wayne. Here we out. Keeping it real. That was a headgum podcast.